lifestyle changes, balancing family, recipes, and many more. So tune in. So this week's episode is all about breastfeeding and this is a very hot topic. I am currently in the process of enrolling into a program to become a lactation consultant as if I don't have enough on my plate. <laughs> um, but I really felt passionate about breastfeeding and lactation and I just feel like a lot of black women don't really have the desire to breastfeed so I kind of just wanted to get into a place where I could be a voice and help black women understand that breastfeeding is natural and it's healthy and it's really fulfilling for you and your baby. Now I also understand that it is stressful okay you literally have to change your entire life but we will talk about that in this week's episode. So I am going to be giving you five tips about breastfeeding that worked for me and I just wanted to share them with you. All right, let's jump into tip number one. First, I wanna to talk to you about how to produce more milk. Now, this will branch off into a more in-depth conversation of how I started breastfeeding and how I totally went against everything that I've read or that doctors have said or anything like that because you know what I had to do what I felt was right for me and my body and honestly that's that worked so first things first you have to drink so much water okay you need to drink tons and tons of water I know the hospital that I gave birth at they gave me like a 32 ounce water jug that I could take home and I just started chugging that thing multiple times throughout the day so I would drink tons and tons of water I changed my diet I researched and researched and looked up things that would enhance my milk supply. So I started eating a ton of avocados. I even got avocado spread instead of butter. I started eating oatmeal every day. And honey, if you know me, I do not like nobody's oatmeal, okay? The things you do for your children because me, Jessica, no. Oatmeal and me did not get along. I ate it a lot as a child, but I sacrificed. I put blueberries in there and ch uh, chia seeds and a bunch of stuff to just kind of make it more bearable for me to enjoy. So I would eat oatmeal every day. I would drink tons of water. I would eat tons of foods with avocado. I would eat smoothies with a bunch of fruit. Uh, you really have to make sure that you are eating and you're eating well-balanced meals. Now, what they don't tell you about breastfeeding is you're gonna be hungry all the time. Like, I was like, okay. I thought that all these cravings were over. Like, 
why am I eating myself out of house and home? Like, why? This is insane. I was like, literally, I would wake up in the night like Cookie Monster, just eating whatever. Eating whatever at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, like... And then it was a point like I was just never satisfied. Like in the beginning, I was just never satisfied. And I was just like, is this normal? Like, am I ever going to just not eat like a pregnant person? And one of my friends, she told me like, listen, when your body and your milk and everything balances out, then you will stop eating like a massive starving person and she was right so after about i won't lie to you now after about three months i was able four months i was able to eat three consecutive meals a day on top of snacks i wasn't just continuously eating three course meals five and six times a day so I was very grateful for that because I was like, uh-uh, I heard that breastfeeding pose make me skinny. And guess what? I wasn't feeling skinny, okay? I was feeling more whaley than skinny. <laughs> but it was fine. So I really switched up my diet. And like I said earlier, one thing that I did that a lot of my research said not to do was pump right away. So, after I got home from the hospital, I would nurse my son. Once he would eat, I would start pumping. I pumped, I pumped, I pumped. I ended up having an oversupply. And I had an oversupply about until my son was like nine months old. I started really having some issues with my supply. But I had enough milk in storage that it wasn't like a huge deal. But I was stressed about it, and so it was just it was just a stressful time between like nine months and twelve months. But I made it work. I nursed him until he was over twelve months, and then I literally forced him off the boob after like two weeks uh two weeks after his birthday. I was like, "This is enough, okay? I need my life back. <laughs> I wanna I wanna be free. I'm gonna be able to do what I wanna do." <laughs> I personally feel like pumping right away really helped my supply. I was able to build up a stock before I went back to work. I still nursed him as much as possible, but I also put I also pumped as much as I could as well. I just really wanted to have a solid supply of milk. Now, I know that breastfeeding is not an easy journey. I know that, you know, sometimes your nipples can hurt, your nipples can crack, they can bleed. If your child has a tongue tie, it can make it harder for them to latch or they may not latch at all. This is something you really should take up with your pediatrician because they could snip that tongue tie and it could really help you and your child have a much better experience with nursing and breastfeeding. If you are not open to taking the route of getting your child's tongue tie slits, okay, wow. If you are not open to getting your child's tongue tie snipped, then you can also get a nipple shield. 
okay? They sell these things on Amazon. Girl, it's the easiest thing, okay? Amazon, just come right to your house. BFF, AMI. Now, Amazon will, they do have nipple guards. That's an easy source to get something that you need quickly to you in your hands as soon as possible. Good old Amazon. So, I would personally recommend the nipple shield if you are having trouble with your child latching, if your child has a tongue tie. Sorry, I was like, what is the word I'm trying to find? <laughs> okay, now, my favorite nipple cream was by the brand Mandela. You know, the pumping brand, it's yellow. Well, anywho, they have a nipple cream. It has no scent. It has no flavor. And I was able to put it on and nurse right after. Now, I tried a few nipple creams before I decided that I love this one and it worked for me and my son. The other ones I tried, one was like a cocoa butter flavor. And girl, mm -mm, I don't like cocoa butter. That's disgusting. And then one was a coconut flavor. And then the other one gave you like that nasty Vaseline taste in your mouth. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I was just like, yeah, all of this is going to be a no for me. So um, I finally found this nipple cream. I actually got it as a sample in a box. And once I got the sample, you know, after I had tried a few other nipple creams, I was like, you know what? I did get a sample in like a baby box. I was like, why don't I just try this? I did. I tried it and I carried it around everywhere. And then I ended up ordering it offline. It was the best. I definitely highly, highly recommend Mandela's nipple balm. Now, let's move on to our next tip. Tip number two about breastfeeding. You want to make sure that your child has a good latch. Now, so there are some tricks that you can do. You want to make sure that when your child is latching that their mouth is open wide, okay? Now, I personally just liked the holding close to me position. There's a football position where baby is like underneath your arm and that, that, that was just too much. I wasn't comfortable. You also want to be comfortable. You are the mom. You're, you're nursing. You want to make sure that you're comfortable, you're relaxed, because that's also going to help with your letdown. Now, you have to make sure that your child is latching. So you want to make sure that their mouth is open wide and that their mouth clamps down onto your nipple completely. If your child falls asleep while nursing, which is very common in the first early stages of breastfeeding, you I would just rub my son's cheek and that worked for us, or I would use a baby wipe and wipe his cheek. Now, some research has said that you can use a wet cloth, you can use you know, some a, a little, uh, like, water. Nobody got time for that. 
Who's getting up at 2 in the morning to go find a wet cloth? Not me. Not me. So I would just use a little baby wipe and wipe his face. And he would start sucking again. Because that baby warmer, I'm not a fan. But hey, to each his own. If you love your baby warmer, kudos to you. I used my baby warmer two times and never again. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to step three, okay, about breastfeeding. Let's make sure that we are all on the same page. Step one was about eating and what you should do to keep your supply up, which is drink tons and tons of water. Make sure that you change your diet and that you have things that you are eating that really enhance breastfeeding like avocados, oatmeal, smoothies, a ton of fruit, a ton of vegetables. You really just wanna make sure that your diet is A1. Garlic is a really good food to consider when you are looking for something to enhance your milk supply. It is a well-known lactation booster. So I would definitely add more garlic to your recipes when you're cooking. You want to have carrots, you want asparagus, is actually a really good food to eat while nursing, brown rice, salmon, um, they just have so many things that you can eat that really enhance your milk supply. Honestly, the list goes on and on on things that you can eat to enhance your breast milk supply so you can you know do your own research and see what works for you and your family i just named a few things that i liked and that worked for me and my family now i also gave you a few tips about things that can help you if you are struggling a whoa <laughs> what struggling <laughs> if you are struggling a little bit with nursing so i have added nipple shields and i've recommended some nipple balm i forgot to mention how much water you should be drinking in a day which is about 64 ounces and how many calories you should have in a day which is about 5000 in case you are someone that is like really really trying or really really struggling with breastfeeding and you're trying to keep track of things so you should really have about 64 ounces of water a day and about 5,000 calories in a day to really get your supply up to speed and for you to produce enough milk for your baby all right now tip number two was all about latching and the difficulties with the latching and some things that you should do if your baby does not latch, how to get your baby to latch, which is basically like making sure that their mouth is open wide and that they, which is to make sure that they have grasp your nipple to make sure that they're able to suck milk out of your breast, okay? So that was tip number two. Now we're gonna jump into tip number three. If you are really struggling with breastfeeding, I personally suggest power pumping. When I went back to work, it was a big struggle. I mean, I just felt like I had no time to rest, eat, pee, anything. 
It was like if I wasn't pumping, I was teaching. If I wasn't teaching, I was nursing. If I wasn't nursing, I was pumping. It was just a never-ending cycle. Like if I had planning, I was pumping during that. If I had, you know, I would go in the middle of the day and feed my son. It was just never-ending. And I felt like at one point I got really stressed out about nine months and so I really looked into power pumping. Now, power pumping is stressful in itself, but I do want to share it with you because it is an option and it does work. Power pumping, what you want to do is you want to pump for 20 minutes and then you want to rest for 10 minutes and then you want to pump for 10 minutes, rest for 10 minutes, pump for 10 minutes. Yes, you will feel like a cow. <laughs> yes, you will be frustrated. Yes, you will be annoyed that no milk is coming out when you pump for the last 10 minutes. But I promise you, after like two or three days of doing this, about two to three times a day, milk will come. And you need to store it. So if you are struggling in this area of production, then I definitely, definitely suggest that you power pump. I mainly power pumped at night or early mornings because that was the height of my milk production. And most people do have the height of their milk production in like the early morning hours or late evening hours. So those are the times that I would suggest power pumping between your late, right after your late night feed or right after your early morning feed. You want to power pump. All right, now that we have talked about power pumping and I've explained to you how to power pump, we're just going to go ahead and go into tip number four, which is about milk letdown. When I first experienced milk letdown, I feel like nobody told me what it was. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And all I know is that my boobs were in enlarged and that they hurt a lot and I was not nursing and I was not feeding a baby I was just minding my business and all of a sudden I would feel this like horrible sharp pain in my boobs and I was like what is happening to me and one of my mom friends informed me that that honey was milk let down now when your milk supply fully comes in and your body has regulated and figured out that, okay, you are nursing, you do have a child, and that your body is producing milk consistently, then you will start to feel milk letdowns. Now, sometimes you will feel these milk letdowns if your child is crying because that's a reaction. It, your your body reacts to your child crying. It When it hears your child crying, your body is like, oh, the baby must be hungry. Let me let down some milk so that the baby can eat. But milk letdowns can be very painful. I do remember like being at work and it was like time for me to pump and my boobs were engorged and they were so hard and heavy like it literally like if I bumped a door I was going to cry from pain like they were just so rock hard I can't even believe that like 
I lived through that. <laughs> like now I have my regular little boobs again, but they were so big. <laughs> Anywho, the easiest thing to do to ease a letdown is to take a hot shower or you can put a hot press onto your boobs and pump because it's going to be painful. I'm not going to lie to you. If your boobs are too engorged and they are, it's too painful to pump, I would recommend using a hucka, which you just, it's a little suction, silicone thing, you attach it to your boob and you squeeze it a little bit and then it will hold milk. So I know a lot of people do that if they are nursing on one side and their other boob is leaking, that hucka will catch the extra milk that is coming out of the side that you are not nursing from and you can store that and save it for later let's move on to tip number five our last and final tip and then we'll do a quick review of all five of our tips all right let's jump on in do not be afraid to ask for help that's tip number five do not be afraid to ask for help we are a team that's the point of mom friends you are not the first and you will not be the last, so please ask for help. Rome was not built in a day and neither is parenting. And breastfeeding is very, very difficult. So if you need help or if you're stuck, just reach out. There are plenty of people that are here to support you. Now, if you are having like an issue where you have clogged ducts or you know, things like that. The people that helped me were my mom friends. They helped me figure out like what I should take, what I should do to overcome those hurdles and obstacles in my breastfeeding journey. So please, please, please don't be afraid to ask for help. All right? It's very, very difficult to be overwhelmed and tired and hungry and frustrated and then not have a solid support system through all of this like you are not alone and don't be ashamed or embarrassed about having to ask for help we all have we all have done it we've all asked for help we've all given each other tips and tricks to help us along in this breastfeeding journey because it is not easy and some days you will want to give up even if you have a good supply or an oversupply like I did, but I didn't, and you shouldn't either. So I just want to keep encouraging you that, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of or stressed out about because being stressed can also affect your milk supply. So you want to try and keep your spirits up, and you want to try to stay active, and you just want to make sure that you have a solid support system and a great group of mom friends, whoa, mom friends who can help you and educate you on the areas where you are feeling stuck or clueless or uncertain, okay? And you don't want to ask people who you feel like are going to judge you or badmouth you or say, you know, mean or hurtful things to you because you're already vulnerable during this time and you don't need that shit. So let's just make sure that we have a solid support system that is really willing to give you the real honest truth when it comes to 
breastfeeding, okay? Now, let's do a little bit of a recap. First, we talked all about our diet and our water intake. Now, remember I said you need to drink 64 ounces of water a day. Yes, a day. And you need about 5,000 calories a day. It's a lot of calories and it's a lot of water. You're going to feel like you're drinking the ocean. Trust me. And if you are not a big water drinker, I suggest you get a water cup with a straw. I think that's what really helped me when I first started out. And then once I got like accustomed to just drinking literally nothing but water for like 365 days, <laughs> um, it got easier and I was able to drink out of different cups and different bottles. And then I started drinking out of a bottle that had like timed amount like the time like 9 a.m drink this much 10 a.m drink this much like I started drinking that when things got really crazy at work and with my work schedule all right and the calories if you're just starting out breastfeeding the calories will be there but then you get to a point where you're like not eating anything and you just can't do that. If you really want to keep your supply up and keep breastfeeding, you want to make sure that you are getting the 5,000 ca- I mean, wow. This whole time I've said 5,000 and I really meant 500. And because I've said it way too many times in this um, podcast, I'm not going back and deleting it. So I'm just going to tell you guys right now, <laughs> 500 calories is what I meant to say, not 5,000 that's insane 500 calories is how many calories you need to eat in a day 500 calories and 64 ounces of water okay now our next tip that we talked about in this week's podcast was about latching you want to make sure that you are comfortable your baby is comfortable and that their mouth is open and their head is tilted back when you are positioning them to latch onto your breast so that they get a good latch and that their entire mouth covers your nipple so that they can suck and breastfeed and nurse. All right, our third tip in this week's podcast was all about power pumping. I just gave you a few tips and tricks about power pumping. I told you how to power pump some great times of the day to power pump if they work for you. Now, most people, I'm not saying everyone, they usually have peak milk supplies between early morning and late evening. So that is what I suggest if you are trying to power pump. Now, your peak of milk supply is in the middle of the day, then pump in the middle of the day. Power pump in the middle of the day. The whole point of power pumping is to trick your body into producing more milk because it thinks that the baby needs more milk at the time that you're pumping. So you are really just playing a mind game with your body to produce more milk so that you can stash more milk. All right, after we talked all about power pumping, we jumped right on into milk letdowns, Ooh-wee. which are no fun, but they let you know that, one, you need to pump very soon or you need to nurse right away because your milk has come down and your milk is ready to go. And that is usually 
around the time that you can you will leak or things like that don't get alarmed it's totally fine i also recommended the hucka pump which is just a little silicone pump you just kind of place onto your boob and it a lot of people use it to catch excess milk if they are nursing on one side or if they are choosing to pump on one side and they don't have maybe another pump i don't know but this is a nice little silicone pump that you can use like in the middle of the night if your child is feeding late at night and your other boob is leaking this is a really great pump to have lastly we talked all about asking for help you really really want to make sure that you are utilizing your village especially your mom friends because some of them probably have been here before done this they know what's going on and they can really give you insight and really help you in your personal journey so just make sure that you are utilizing your resources your friends your family people that you know that has successfully breastfed their children you want to keep those people close to you because this journey is not an easy one but it is a fulfilling one and you will be so proud of yourself but please 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 remember fed is best okay so if you are breastfeeding or formula feeding or if you do both to supplement whatever it is do not feel ashamed or feel bad or sorry for yourself we got enough going on so please you are doing a great job do not get discouraged and just enjoy the journey all right i hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast it was all about breastfeeding and i can't wait to talk to you guys next week have a good one thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of just a mom winging it don't forget to follow us on instagram at just a mom winging it podcast until next time